Every entrepreneur has been there. Growing pains leads to growth gains. It's the challenges that cause us to level up. The Company Growth Podcast inspires you to keep going through the pain. I'm your host, Alicia Dominico. You want to talk about fear? That was a really scary time. This is huge. We're moving everyone out into a temporary location. Um, the, the, you know, the debt that we had to incur to do something like that. A urologist and a physiotherapist, really good friends of mine, and they were training to do a half and eventually a full. And so I just started, you know, running 5Ks with them. Um, this is the voice of Kristen Crow, the president and one of the owners of Alarm Systems, a security company based in Belleville. Right now, she's telling me about how she got into running. Like just to hang out, basically. Yeah, just to hang so out. Yeah, chat, totally. You know, it's social, did the five, then got to 10, and they're like, come on, you can do the half with us. I'm thinking, all right, we'll give this a whirl, right? And it was so much fun. Really? It was so much fun. So yeah, we did a half in Mississauga and some other friends brought my kids up. So, you know, you're running all this energy. It was exciting. So we ended up, we did one full marathon together and it was in Long Beach, California. It's pretty amazing. Like everyone else at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, alarm systems faced huge changes in a tiny amount of time. No one knew what was going on. I asked Kristen how she dealt with the stress and the change. So uh, we experienced a great deal of chaos um, in the beginning. I will say I'm grateful every day that we are an essential service and our business thrived throughout the pandemic and continues to. It's great. There's a, there's a demand for our product and our service. Thankful, grateful for that, um, in particular because we didn't have to, um, you know, release a lot of staff and it's their livelihood and it's our our. Our people are who we are. Our people are our brand, really. That's who makes us who we are today. Um, but reflecting back to uh, just, you know, less than a year ago now, I guess it was early March, end of February 2020, chaos galore, like a chaos extravaganza is what it really was. Um, we operate a, a, um, a central station, a monitoring station here in Belleville. And high levels of security. So all of a sudden we're trying to deploy all those people into their homes. We don't know where they live. We don't know what their internet service is like. We don't know what their home life is like. So you're thinking about the thousands of customers who rely on us for life safety and our employees who all of a sudden were saying, here's a laptop, we need to send you home. <laughs> it, it's a, it's, it was scary. It was a very, um, it was a very scary time trying to get our hands on hardware because everyone else in the world was trying to get their hands on hardware to send all of their people home. I mean, you look at a group of sales staff, take your stuff and go home. No problem. Everybody's set up to, to function, um, in a, in a mobile world. Uh, so that, that was, um, that was project number one and it was not not easy. And I really had a, had a ton of compassion for um, our people that work in that area of our business. It was very, very, very difficult for them. And they, uh, they stood up to the challenge. They are heroes. They are the heroes um, in our business. 
so that was that was uh, mission number one um and then trying to keep up with the demand of um existing customers wanting to add additional uh devices and um I guess, upgrade their security systems because businesses were just shutting down. People were going home. So now all of a sudden you've got these warehouses and large, you know, facilities that there's nobody around 24 seven. So keeping up with that demand was challenging. Um, getting product from some of our suppliers was challenging because some of it was coming offshore and obviously the challenges over there. I mean, many industries experience this. This is nothing new. Um, and then the one thing that we were able to do um, that was a really a real feel good for us was to research and offer some body temperature detection systems that you and I have talked about before. And there's so many different um types of businesses and applications for that um you know where there's where there are a, a large amount of people coming in and out of uh facilities i mean they're using them at the airports to um you know we've got one in a not-for-profit facility here that uh the executive director there just you know she, she can't speak highly enough about it because of the people coming and going all the time so they walk in and that's the first thing they do before they are given access to to the office and if that uh, if their body temperature is elevated an alarm goes off and they're directed to another area to isolate and go through another pre-screen before they're either turned away or allowed into the office so um, that was sort of a nice um, a nice offering i guess that we could have for our community and um, we've we've got that product or different different variations of it um, in a lot of different facilities throughout the throughout the region which has been great so alarm systems adapted quickly to the new pandemic reality and stayed afloat but the end success doesn't show the struggle that went on behind the scenes i asked kristen to share one of her greatest insecurities as a leader and how she overcame it one of the things that i've constantly questioned myself since I've been in this leadership role in our company is the fact that I don't have a degree. I don't have a business degree. I don't have a university education. I'm very thankful and very blessed that I worked in a, um, a corporate environment for 10 to 12 years prior to moving back to the region and coming into this position. And I received a lot of excellent training and a lot of experience in that time but i still feel that um a university degree in business and something really targeted that could help me i guess be a better or stronger uh strategic planner strategic leader um I'd question myself constantly about it i've sought out um executive mbas over the years and come very close to going down that path. Talk to people about it. Oh, you don't need that. You've got this, yeah, right? So talked myself into it, had myself talked out of it. Um, realize, <laughs> okay, uh, realize that um, I'll never have, I guess this is something maybe as we're talking about this out loud, 
I'm never going to have all those perfect skills or that perfect experience to be able to be that perfect, successful leader um, that some people aspire to be. Is there even such a thing as perfect? And I guess maybe realizing that surrounding myself with people that bring to the table, in some cases, a lot more than I'll ever bring to the table. Like, I can honestly say I have people on my team that are much stronger leaders than I believe I will ever be. Um, And various skills that a lot of people bring to the table that I don't have. And I know I will never have. I could go to school for five years. I'll never have what they have. Um, So... I guess it's those types of things that, again, it, it, it's not, it didn't happen in a moment. It wasn't like one, oh, wow, this light bulb came on. Um, and it wasn't a certain um, event that got me to where I am. It's been a long period of time, a lot of failure, a lot of huge mistakes, uh, a lot of lessons learned. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears. (laughs) A lot of wishing I could go back and do something differently and then rethinking that and saying, no, I'm glad it happened the way that it did because I wouldn't have learned the lesson that I learned. Those kinds of things, right? So, you know, I think back to 2016, I guess it was, not that long ago. And the years leading up to that, deciding to tear our dilapidated building down on the property that my dad ran a contracting company out of back in 1970, late 60s, early 70. And to build this new facility that we're in, reconstruct and put a huge addition on. You want to talk about fear? That was a really scary time. Like, this is huge. We're moving everyone out into a temporary location. These are the kinds of doubts and fears that entrepreneurs face all the time. But how do we beat those fears? What star do we use as our guide? How do we convince ourselves that the marathon will be worth running? This is what Kristen said. As you were talking about self-care and your health in general, your mental state, and it's all connected, right? Like our, our mental state, our soul, our physical being, all those things are so connected. So um, that self-care is such an important element. You bring that to the table in your business. You show up, you've got a clearer mind, you've got more physical energy to get you through the day. Those long days, uh, those marathons that you actually, there are many marathon days, marathon months, quarters, years, (laughs) summer sprints, summer marathons, right? Um, But yeah, for sure, trickles into the business, for sure it does. And I think it really, as a leader, as you said, you have 55 employees, it trickles through in terms of your relationships and the way that you maintain the front of how much you care about your people by showing them, by showing up for them and being ready to listen because you've got stamina. Whenever I talk to business leaders, it's always interesting to hear how they manage their goals, both for themselves and for their company. As a marathon runner, as a president who guided her company through COVID, I wanted to know how Kristen sees the long game. I haven't mastered that. I'll I'll be honest with you. It's probably one of my greatest weaknesses. Um, I've had, I've had and continue to have today a very strong leadership team around me and a, and a really strong team throughout the entire organization, right to reach the people that are frontline in our company. Um, And they've constantly been asking me 
poking me over the years. It's almost been this nudge. Sometimes it's been a scream. It depends on the individual. Um, just tell us, just give us what, what the end goal is. Not that there's ever really an end goal, but maybe for the end of this year, the end of this, the next two years or the end of the quarter, just be really clear on what that overall, that high level um, objective or objectives are. And it's been a struggle of mine. I, I'm going to be totally honest with you. And I'm very close right now. <laughs> I'm very, very close right now as a result of some really strong people in the company, as I said, constantly um, nudging and pushing me towards that, um, that I, I think we're close and sit here in a year from now and have this conversation. I think I can answer those questions. Um, but yeah. I've, I, um, you know, honestly, a, a couple of years ago, I sat with my leadership team at the time, and there's been some changes since then. And I said to them, um, I think I've reached my peak with you, and I think you deserve more, and I don't know how to give it to you. I don't know how to give you what you need in order to grow, in order to help our company grow, and it, you know, it trickles down throughout the entire organization. And I actually reached out to um, a colleague and uh, one of our partners in the security industry. And I said, uh, do you know anybody? Like, do you know anybody who could come and replace me as president or CEO of our company? Because our company, I can intuitively in talking to our people, I know that they need more and they deserve more. And I, I don't have what it takes like, I don't have it. I don't know where to get it, right? Um, so, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't give you that formula because I don't have it. I've been working on it for a long time. <laughs> and I, yeah, I feel but, like I'm close. But you yes. stayed. Yes. But yes. you stayed. So yes. what happened? So the, there must yeah. have been some something. Yeah there that made you stay or that they made you stay yeah so yeah so i have stayed the course um you ask me or you you asked uh you know who do i follow or is, what is my north star what's what's my compass sort of thing um i do go externally i do seek help i have worked with um, a number of different people call them consultants call them mentors different types of people that I look up to and have inspired me um, for assistance. I'm on a little bit of a Tony Robbins kick right now, I'll be honest with you. He's been around for a long time, but um, I'm on a bit of a Robbins kick uh, because he's got a bit of a formula that helps to get people focused. And I'm one of those people that can be all over the map. I'm an idea person. And I've never thought of myself as a creative person. Like I don't see myself as an artist and I can't draw, I can't, you know, draw a straight line with like, I need a ruler, you know, I'm, I just, I'm not, it's not my talent. It's not my skill, but I am an idea person. Um, and I have too many of them. So mm -hmm. I think if you talk to people in our organization, it's like, okay, what's the flavor of the quarter? <laughs> like we get down this path and we're doing some good things and all of a sudden it's like, stop, we're going this way now. And I, and I understand in business, sometimes you need to do that, uh, depending on what's going on in the industry or region. Um, but Robbins is listening to him and doing some of his work is really helping me to um, get myself focused 
on what are those key objectives for our business and then to be able to communicate them along with some help from my the leaders in our company they've been great really have been yeah. great Kristen is open about discussing her vulnerabilities as a ceo but this isn't traditionally or stereotypically how ceos are quote unquote supposed to act i wanted to know how she developed the ability to be so frank about what she sees as her shortcomings as a leader and why that honesty is so important for positive company growth I, I do believe that women are a little bit um, more on the vulnerable side or more willing to share. And I'll be honest, I have not always been that person. I have not, I mean, there have been events in my life that have brought me to this place and I'm getting better. I'm getting better at it. But some of the closest friends in my circle would say to you if they were sitting here right now, you need to open up. <laughs> you need to get it out. <laughs> you need to share. You're too private. It's okay. You know, sharing your story helps other people. And I think the more I, I've shared when I'm asked and people come to the table and say, thank you, that was helpful. That helps me to realize, gee, I had no idea. I had no idea that mm -hmm. sharing that kind of information would help somebody else. So... Well, self-awareness is such a part of the job of leadership, yeah. isn't it? To be aware of when you feel feel fear, when you know that it's coming for other people um, and to not close up, but to lean into it and say, you know, failure is going to be okay here. We're going to be fine. I want to jump back to your the, the moment that kicked this off, which was that fear of building that building and making that big transition and the debt. How did you know that you could handle it or how did you trust or how did you do math or whatever to figure out that we'll be okay or to even recover from it? Um, I don't think we had a choice. <laughs> and I'm so glad that, that we proceeded, but we could not function out of the facility that didn't represent who we were. Now talk about vulnerable. We'd get into an opportunity to bring on a new client and we would rent a boardroom somewhere else because we didn't want people coming in to see. You know, honestly, it was like if somebody comes in here and sees this space and we, we're a security company, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to yeah. we're going to pay you to secure our municipality or our public safety facility or, you know, somebody from D&D &D, like, uh, no, I don't think so. So it was it was to that point that if we're going to grow, we were out of space, we were on top of each other. So um, it was, all right, pull the trigger. And, and sometimes that is, some would call it a fault, some would call it a, a, a great characteristic. That's sometimes how I function. It's not necessarily doing the math and crunching the numbers and going through all the things that you would do if you had a business degree <laughs> and write a business case, right? <laughs> That's what all those execs around you are yeah. for. <laughs> so I'm I'm the walk in and say, okay, it's an it, you know it's intuition. It's I, I know we have to do this. I'm going to pull the damn trigger, and I know there's going to be some bumps along the way, and we're going to get through them. We'll figure it out. Kristen Crow, another amazing leader, ready to be honest about what it takes to grow your company. Find Kristen on Twitter and Instagram at Kristen Ray Crow. Find more episodes of the Company Growth Podcast 
at anchor.fm slash the company growth podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a company growth story you want to share, reach out to Tangible Words. We'd love to hear your story and use it to help other leaders grow their company.